0: Hey guys,
1: it's Liz, and this is Bree. and welcome to Brash, Bookish, Bitches, where we discuss the bookish community and its latest controversies.
0: We'll cover all the hot book drops that are coming out this year, from your favorite indie authors, as well as review other traditional authors. We'll learn all the bookish lingo with you, and investigate the questions everyone's dying to know. How the hell do you write a book? We don't know.
1: <laughs> so welcome, to a sanctuary for brash, bookish, bitches
0: might i pose a question to you yeah i want you to picture this one episode dedicated entirely to a cult of our listeners choosing (laughs) i could educate you on this cult i've just i want a cult episode so badly
1: like what do you mean by a cult episode like choose like, some sort of cult following and talk about it
0: you would I mean, choose am cult down. it could be like scientology it could be nexium it could be any cult i will read about it and i will tell you about that cult
1: oh, or the listeners like, a- like
0: submit a cult that we like do an episode on yeah
1: like just like a conversation about it
0: I know yeah, that's totally yeah. left field for us, but it's not very left field for me. So, I don't think it's
1: less left field for our listeners either. To be honest, I think it would get
0: the shit we read is the response. cult really that far off? <laughs> the bookish community, come on, it is a cult. <laughs> it is. Listen, not every cult is a harmful cult.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Some are wonderful, like the heathens.
0: <sighs> oh, like the heathens, the heathen yeah. hallway.
1: You know, we got a lot of comments about people saying that when we were talking to Cass last week, and she mentioned something about chaos or heathens or peach the peach from discord. And there was like a cult like following response from both of us when she mentioned it. (laughs) All hail.
0: We don't have a ritual. What? Yeah, right <laughs> See, we have a ritual, but you just you have to be in the group to know the ritual, and it's really only for. <laughs> yeah, it's really I, I recently <laughs> found um a new cult podcast on Spotify. What's it called? I think it's just called Cult. Yeah, it's just called Cult Podcast with Paige Wesley and Armando Torres. And oh. I just listened to their. I don't. I don't know what our fan base is. I assume not a Trump <laughs> fan base. Um, yeah, I would so I've assume. Just, yeah, so I just listened to their five part series on like the life of Donald Trump, oh, and really, he's just following in his grandfather's footsteps. Like it is freaky how many similarities there are, but it also shows you how like generational wealth and oh, yeah. white privilege like greatly affected how this man has made his fortune which is not surprising.
1: Oh yeah, 100%. You and should I'm send a- that to me cuz I am I'd be all on listening to that.
0: Oh my god, I'll send you the first episode right now. Hold on. Uh, Let me find it.
1: Oh yeah. I'll find it later.
0: This is not the okay. time. Well, but well, I'll we'll, send it to you.
1: I'll listen to it. And
0: it's <laughs> hilarious. Uh I think some like it's the first episode is recorded like right around the time of the elections when he lost. Um <laughs> right. <laughs> we lost. Yeah, so it's and I think the like last one is a couple months after. Anyways, so that's just my suggestion. If anyone wants to okay. learn about a cult, um, I know a lot about Scientology. I know a lot about Nexium. I know a lot about like cults. What is Nexium? Oh my god, Nexium NX- <laughs> is like a self help cult that ended up being a sex cult. It's a wild ride, and I would love to take you on the journey.
2: Ooh, you
0: have to watch song. the hbo show uh, oh, escaping yeah. nexium it's so oh, good it's i listen yeah and the main like girl who's in it sarah edmondson i want to say she does a podcast with her husband now called *The little bit culty another shout out um Ooh. and i listen to it religiously <laughs> that was totally there for the joke um,
1: <laughs> i get it
0: <laughs> and it's really good and Keith Raniere, who was the leader of the cult, just recently, a few months ago, was sentenced to 120 years for oh human God. trafficking, abuse, like a, like bunch a whole of bunch shit. of shit. Yeah. Wow. So he's never getting out. in good fucking reddits. And he still has yeah. followers. But the psychological dynamics of cults are so interesting to me. And like, I think the kind of assumption is that only like dumb people get into cults, right? But if you look at it statistically, it's typically like upper middle class people who get into yep. cults. It's people that are looking for a community that have recently lost theirs. Oftentimes, people who have just left a cult will hop into another cult because it looks like a sense of community and yep. you get love bombed and yep. all these wonderful things. So, like, people don't go in and are like, oh, my God, this is a cult. Like, you see all the wonderful shit before you see all the bad shit. It's just right. like in an abusive relationship. Right. And it's so wild, like this group dynamic and I love it. I like not love I don't love cults, but I love cults. No, but it's
1: so fascinating about it. I'm right there yeah. with you. Yeah, we should definitely do it. I mean, it's totally off the bookish train, but like I mean, it's chaos
0: over... Sarah Edmondson wrote a book about her experience, so <laughs> kind of.
1: Oh, we could read the book.
0: <laughs> could read the book. <laughs> that's there my, we go. <laughs> That's my alley-in. That's my avenue.
1: Yep. Ugh. Oh, my gosh. Okay,
0: Brie. What is your weekly chaos?
1: Oh, my week's been full of chaos, as you know.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my poor love.
1: I know. Um not to bring down the level, but my grandmother passed away this week. So we've been kind of dealing with that, but it's not always a bad thing. And I feel like she was ready and she didn't suffer. So it's kind of the best outcome. Yeah. So that happened. Um, (laughs) other than that, I've been working, um, trying to maintain my life a little bit and get things on track get Into some habits, some healthy habits once in a while is good. <laughs> habits. Um, but yeah, I've been picking up writing again this week, which we're going to talk about this episode. So happy, <laughs> baby! Yep. This episode's pretty much going to be focused on our whips and writing woes and a few things. Yeah, that we've we'll been talking about.
0: We've been doing a lot of specific books, and I feel like <clears> we just need an episode that everyone can listen to without yeah. spoilers,
1: right. So, yeah, so this week, too, I'm reading a couple betas for some people. I'm reading Miss Emmy's too. beta, which is called When the Ashes Fall, which we'll probably talk about later, too, because we're going to announce a couple other people that we know are a releasing lot of books, are finishing their books.
0: Yeah, a lot of people yeah. announced bookish stuff this week. It was wild. it yeah, was, it week was of great. bookish chaos.
1: It was. <laughs>
0: sounds, that sounds really interesting. I don't have a beta for it. I'm sure if I asked her she would give me oh i'm sure
1: she would but she's like
0: i've done too i've girl bossed a bit too close to the sun this week i know
1: and i kind of feel that way too so i'm like gotta focus get hers read and then i'm also reading one for amanda from discord as well um and i started that one and then took a break because she was going to resend kind of some different stuff but it's like a fantasy darker kind of fantasy and i'm digging it so far too so
0: real quick um emmy's instagram is books by emmy j and amanda's instagram is amanda's dumkey
1: dumkey yeah
0: dumkey right yeah Mm d-u-m-k-y we're gonna try and uh have everyone's uh instagrams tags instagram handles and it'll probably be in the like bio for this episode as well
1: oh yeah because you sure. should check everyone out yeah check them out they post snippets a lot of you know these people that we're going to talk about post little snippets of their books and they might catch your eye and might be something that you want to read down the line when Just they publish saying.
0: yeah, <laughs>
1: <Hell> yeah. <laughs> right oh yeah all right so liz what what'd you get up to this week Whoa, whoa What's whoa 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 guys?
0: i see one whoa. more dot in our document here where in yours oh peaky i went Peaky blinders skiing? oh
1: yeah oh that's what emmy said about everyone so- talks
0: <laughs> about peaky blinders and oh, i peaky haven't Blinders.
1: Watched it. oh it's so good Cillian murphy or killian i think it's sillian i don't know he is so fine and he's like the main character in it so
0: i have seen like snippets of the show it yeah. looks like a good show i just don't know if it's like my kind of show you know what i mean like it it's looks like it could gory. be good
1: like i don't pretty, mind gory like, yeah,
0: I don't, I don't mind violence.
1: Then you probably like I, it.
0: I, I might have to it's check like it out. It's like mobster kind of. Yeah. So of course, of course, our community likes it. It's mobster
1: <laughs> <laughs> and a bunch of like attractive men.
0: <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I mean, What's not like? But about she that? like.
1: I was talking to Emmy, and I won't reveal too much about it because it's not out yet. But there's some brothers in it, and I was like, oh, I am digging these brothers going on here. I'm- and she was like, yeah, totally inspired by Peaky Blinders. And I was like, got me. Got me right I'm pretty there. sure.
0: I'm <laughs> pretty sure Emmy also talked about Peaky Blinders in her last um, episode on Unsolicited-ish. Oh, really? Well. So it's funny <laughs> that you bring that up. Yeah.
1: Well, I love them. I love that show, too. And it's just been a while since I've watched it. So it was like a good reminder that
0: I should revisit it. I know. Yeah. I just... Uh, started i know season six just dropped but i just started watching season five of outlander
1: oh yeah listen mm, i know Jamie. this show
0: is very controversial um there are some shit there's some there's some stuff in that show that i yeah. straight up skip over because it's too much for me hold on hold yeah on
1: did you read the books
0: i've not read the books i've heard they're good
1: my sister read the well, books and loved them but i haven't read I them either like-
0: Half the community says the books are good, half are bad, and I feel like the mm-hmm. same with the show. I really like the show. There is like a lot of graphics content, mm-hmm. including like violence and especially sexual violence. So if that's yeah. not something you want to watch, there are definitely parts in the show that I have just yeah. straight up skipped over because like well, it's I don't, in a book
1: too. Yeah. yeah,
0: I don't need to see that. I don't like it's too much for me. Yeah. Um. But the main like plot of the show is really good and i enjoy watching it what are we talking about chaos of the week yeah Yeah,
1: liz what's your chaos of the week
0: so speaking of girl bossing too close to the sun i may have done that
1: um (laughs) it happens because
0: my i'm not gonna go into it too much just because like i don't know on the off chance my fucking boss ever listens to this podcast or ex-boss now she never will but um (laughs) I had a situation with my work wherein I put in my two weeks almost a month early and then my employer decided to have my last day be okay so my last day initially was the 14th of March and then my boss pulled me into the pulled pulled me into the office this past Wednesday and said that This past Thursday was going to be the last day, which is almost two weeks away.
2: Right.
0: This was like the 3rd of March or or the 2nd of March. Yeah. So I was like, whatever. My last day is just going to be tomorrow. And I go and pick my daughter up from daycare. She throws up on the way home. She throws up when we get home. She throws up four more times that night before we even put her to bed. And that's in a two-hour time span. She is sick all night long. I text my boss at 2 a.m. and I'm like, hey, I'm going to have to take a half. My last day's going to have to be a half day tomorrow because she's vomiting everywhere. And like, we need to get her to a doctor. And she was like, yeah, that's fine. There's no point in me coming in because you've already told me today's going to be my last day whatever i had you i had my therapist yeah. i had a bunch of friends from the bookish community backing me up because even though i knew it wasn't my place to be guilty the fact that she was guilting me was making my inner people pleaser feel guilty like it was somehow yeah. my fault that my daughter was ill and fuck that like it's been no hell no what what day is it now it's sunday it's been 3 days now i don't feel fucking guilty anymore no, my new job shouldn't. um was kind enough to have me start early so I start my new job on Tuesday and I'm sure they will be fine yeah in better news in way (laughs) better news our Instagram rash bookish bitches hit 100 followers this week um did and that was super fucking cool I feel like that happened really fast um yeah not expect us to hit 100 followers anytime soon so thank you for following
1: has it even? Yeah, it's going to be like a month coming up here soon.
0: Yeah, I wonder. Let me check something.
1: Well, then it dropped back down. <laughs>
0: oh, that's the follower <laughs> it did. We're <Brand> at <laughs> ninety nine again. But I, yo, who unfollowed right now? I just want way. names. I just want to. I just want to talk. No, I'm like, that's okay.
1: Kill 100th, our dreams.
0: The hundredth will be our love for each other. Yeah, um, that'll make <laughs> one whole person.
1: Our collective love. As a podcast community.
0: (laughs) And then I guess...
1: Well, Liz, we also, this episode, kind of want to do a little rundown of each of our own TBRs. So do you want to start? Because, like, both of us are like, okay, what should we read? And we are across the board on things to read. Part of it is, like, trying to find time to write, do our full-time jobs, our personal lives, and then also read all these books that we really want to read. Because I can't pick... And we need to pick something.
0: <laughs> okay, yeah. So um, when I say I have girl boss, and I know I've said it, this is the third time I'm saying it in probably, I don't even know, not very long. Um, so I started reading HOSAB, which for those who don't know is of yeah, City 2. HOSAP. HOSAP. <laughs> um, I am like a quarter of the way into that now. But then I also like couldn't wait to read our friend Lyra Blake's um, "The Frayed Edge," because I was—I'll admit, I'll own up—that I have faults occasionally. Um, once in a while, <laughs> yeah, once in a while, once in a rare blue moon. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have learned I should not be trusted to be an official beta reader for anyone. <laughs> because here's what happened when I volunteered to be Lyra's beta reader. I put myself into a panic. I gave myself a stress rash because the little golden retriever in me wanted to do so well. And instead of just <laughs> reading the fucking book, I panicked and didn't. And then I melted <laughs> and died. And I felt I literally had so much guilt racking me. Did I talk to Lyra about it? No. Because that would mean confrontation. Um, I saw that Lyra was giving was doing um, our creeps, and I was like, Lyra. <laughs> my, my sweet, my sweet woman, my sweet goddess. Give it to me. Can this be my redemption for being the world's worst beta, and I've now sworn off being an official beta reader for anyone ever again. I will be an unofficial beta reader for people. Um, I will be a vibe checker and a hype man. <laughs> but <A> vibe checker. <laughs> A that's,
1: the new, that's the new, like, editing category.
0: Yeah, but um, I literally, I I also just felt so embarrassed at the amount of pressure I put in myself and then just, like, failed under that pressure entirely. Right. Um. So, and I still feel awful about it. Like, I feel shame running through my veins well, right now.
1: Let's talk about beta reading because, like, I feel like there's a couple different versions of, like, how you can go about doing that. So, like, alpha reading, right, is more like somebody who's reading along the way. Reading as you're writing the first draft, kind of giving you, like, input on world building, all that kind of stuff. Character building. You're one of mine. Outlining. Alpha. Right. Exactly. You're one of mine. Bounce ideas <laughs> off of brain, woo, brainstorm, you know? Where mm-hmm. beta, it's like how how many comments do you leave what kind of comments do you leave like that's what i struggle with so i've gone to like just asking the person like what kind of comments are you looking for are you looking for someone to just read this and give you like an overview of how they felt about like certain things events chapters whatever or the thing as a whole you know or are you looking for somebody to like hype you through a whole bunch of stuff you know like i struggle with Wait. knowing what to do
0: I really like what our friend, um, Lena, the dot lady Davis on Instagram does. Um, she, if she's reading for me, she'll just, I mean, she leaves comments throughout the chapter, but the main thing she does is at the end of the chapter, she'll do like a chapter roundup where she Mm -hmm. just summarizes what she thinks of the entire chapter and like what needs to be fixed. Mm -hmm. My problem is if I'm reading, like, I don't want to, I just want to (laughs) read. I just want to read and I'll send you live reacts every couple chapters. That's not really... I mean, you can do that, but I feel like if I'm going to be a beta reader, I want to be an effective beta reader and I want to give accurate feedback. And most of my live reacts are just me screaming.
1: So you're a good person to send an ARC to. Good person to send an advanced reading reader copy to because it's done and you can react, but it's still not out yet. So there's still like changes that could be made if you like have major concerns. But also
0: super like if. I could get oblivious tattooed on my forehead. I would. <laughs> because people will point out plot holes and I'll be like, that was there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was know. just having a good time. I was on the roller coaster ride. My seatbelt was buckled in and I was ready to go. Yeah. I was not looking at the tracks.
1: Well, and then I also, like, as a beta reader, too, it's like respecting that writer's reading or that, yeah, that writer's writing style. So, like, My sister always says this to me, like, because she's been reading some of my stuff and helping me out. And she's kind of like a hardcore editor side of things, like grammar, all that shit. But she's like, some things are just like that particular writer's writing style. So, like, correcting some things really, you really shouldn't be correcting some things in people's writing because it's just their writing style. And it may not be a writing style that you like or it may not be your Particular like writing style that you use, but like it's theirs, and there's like kind of a sort of respect thing in reading somebody's writing that way.
0: I am I comma and semicolon whore, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. or like I can't remember what they're called, but the like double dash.
1: Yeah, the double dash. Yeah,
0: I am a slut for the double dash.
1: <laughs> One thing she like, points out in mine all the time is like uh, sentence fragments, like. They can be used in certain places to, like, emphasize things, but I tend to do it frequently, so I have to go through and fix a whole bunch of that stuff.
0: But. Italics, man. Yeah, and italics. I, I use, I use italics. Like, it's, it's probably going to bite me in the ass later on um, when, like, it goes into official editing. Mm-hmm. But I use italics for so many things to, like, emphasize <laughs> certain things for thoughts. And, like, I'm probably going to have right. to choose one or the other at some yeah. point. But right now, like, I just love – I mainly use it for, like, overall emphasis or thought tracking. But I feel like I can't have it be both. But I also don't know what to use for replacement.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, italics are hard, too. Like, you just read a chunk, a little snippet of mine that we're going to talk about later. And I read some of yours. But, like, you, that one chunk in it that's, like, a flashback to the past, right? Where he's, like –
2: The italics worked in that. Yeah,
1: I put that in italics because I was, like, it needs to kind of be –
0: Separate it needs to show that something else is happening
1: yeah that this is a flashback this is you know because it's in the middle of a scene like in the present so it's like
0: i deem it appropriate it.
1: yeah like did it make sense like ma- it made sense that that was This a flashback. Will probably just
0: all go to like eventually taylor uh tay.r.rob i think that's <laughs> her instagram just off the top of my head
1: yeah we're gonna have her on so
0: because if anyone's to gonna see my level. shame it's gonna be one of our heathens Yeah. Yeah. Ta- wow. I just remembered that straight from the old noggin, tay.r.rob. <laughs> well, and anyway, Taylor's so yeah. Text.
1: Back to TBR, I guess.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, I'm reading OSAP. I'm also reading an ARC. Um, I'm reading The Freight Edge
1: frayed edge by lyra blake
0: yeah frayed edge by lyra blake <laughs> at lyra blake author and then fates illuminated by Amy a-m-i-e-e vance books i'm reading her arc i'm only about 15 percent of the way into that
1: how have i not even heard of this book you have this. You put this on here, and I was like, "I was like, what is this?" And then I've seen oh, a couple base. of our other friends like post about it too. Like Ray Wait, posted this is about a book it as that well. I think
0: you would get sucked into. I'm only like fifteen oh, percent sure. of the way in, but Fates are already mentioned. It sounds Ooh. so fucking good. I'm super excited. From like, I'm really excited to read it. I just need to finish Hostab and Freight Edge, but I have yeah. until like I think April to read this book. Okay. Yeah. Can I get so, one?
1: Tell her to send me one so we can talk yeah, about it. Yeah, I will podcast.
0: put us in a group as soon as we are done cuz I am sh- certain she will give you one.
1: Yeah.
0: Um she, we should Amy talk is about such it. a fucking sweetheart, yeah. I love her to death and So what her, is it like a
1: fantasy kind of like fantasy Yeah, book?
0: so it's a fantasy. Um let me see if I can actually just pull up the synopsis real quick because I have her Oh, yeah. Best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then I can just read it and then Maybe I follow her.
1: The name sounds familiar, but, like, I feel like things get lost on Instagram so quickly. It's so annoying.
0: Yeah, it is. It's like
1: I don't see some posts for, like, days of people's. Like, it's weird.
0: Okay. an algorithm. So let, let me see if I can just find the <clears throat> synopsis real quick here. The dawn of Shelby's 31st birthday found her melancholy, adrift in a world where she felt bound to always be a side character, never the star of her own story. All of that changed when she spontaneously booked a trip to Sweden with an itinerary full of hiking and horseback riding. Two things that weren't exactly in her comfort zone. She expected to see the northern lights, nor sore muscles, and, heaven forbid, pee in the woods. Those things she had time to prepare for, even if none of her preparations went as she had planned. What she didn't expect, though, was for her fate to be tied to a much larger story, one that had unfolded long ago and would immerse her in a world of people and things she had only ever read about in novels. But was any of it real?
2: Ooh.
1: That like, is a really good synopsis. that just sound synopsis? so enticing?
0: Yeah. Because it doesn't
1: tell you anything. <laughs> But I'm really intrigued.
0: <laughs> I love that the main character is 31 and not like 16.
1: <laughs> oh, really? Ooh, that's even more so. Yeah, it's on exciting.
0: the eve of her 31st birthday, babes.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I did hear that. Yeah, then. yeah, yeah.
0: So the opening, I'm not going to, well, no, I'm not going to talk about it because it's not released yet and that doesn't feel right without her permission. And it's so fucking good. Like, Brie, you have to read Ooh, it. Ooh. You tell me about music. yours. Give me your TBRs, uh, Brie. I've been talking too much.
1: No, I've been loving it. I'm so excited. Hopefully, we can get that arc so we can both read that Fates Illuminated. Because
0: Oh, I just want a side note. I'm going to palate cleanse with the Rivera brothers. Oh, yeah. I also Yaira. probably
1: should do that. I want to read books. I'm so Lyra's excited. Books, we
0: so. do so much buddy reading now. I'm so excited. We do.
1: I'm into the buddy reading, and I do want to read – You know, I have a huge TBR of books that aren't even related to my friends or anything, but there's quite a few I haven't read that like my friends have See. written, so I'd like to at least read
0: them. Read Crescent City.
1: I know I need to, which
0: <laughs> this is your conscience.
1: But we've already committed to TOG, which is I'll start with TOG then because why stop there? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, if you've been listening to this podcast since the beginning, which TOG, Throne of Glass, has been on both Liz and I's TBRs forever. And I've heard so many, you know, so many people say that it's better than Akatar, it's better than Crescent City. It's the best from SJ. Ma'am,
0: where is the spice? That's all I have to say. No, I'm is actually there spice really in it? not. uh no, because it's why I I know there's a little oh, bit of spice is. I've heard. Yeah, it's why. Um, oh. I just know that it emotionally wrecks you. I don't know how. Um, I know there's a line that's like, "Where's my wife?" and that looks like it hurts. Yeah. Uh, so I, that's part of the reason why I haven't really brought up Tog to you that much because I'm. Scared.
1: I didn't know that. Okay, so what if we just commit to reading a couple chapters a week for a while?
0: Can we do it in, like, two weeks?
1: Yeah, in, like, two weeks when we're caught up Yeah, (laughs) I was like, let me get
0: through, like, the three books I'm reading right now.
1: Totally. So I I have the synopsis here, but I'm not going to read it because we'll just go over that when we start reading it because we'll be talking about it all the time. So,
0: Is this another book we're going to be reading?
1: Well, I want to... Oh, I had the synopsis for Throne of Glass, but I also have this other book. So this other book I want to read so bad in review. And not a lot of people in the bookish community have read this book because I've asked in our Discord, and the only person that said they had was Ray. And he loved it.
0: At r.m.derek.
1: Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Shout out Ray. So and my sister is the one who like suggested it to me. And it, she loves them. There's, she's like obsessed. There's like five of them or something. And Ooh. then this, these authors also have other books, like other series that are really supposedly really good as well. But this particular series is called the Hidden Legacy series, and it's the first book that I want to read is called Burn for Me.
0: Didn't <clears throat> didn't Ray recommend this on her stories a couple weeks ago or something? I feel like- I saw her post
1: about it. Um, yeah, maybe in like like a week or so ago. So I had posed in the Discord like. A month or so ago like hey maybe a month ago i don't know my like has anybody read the hidden legacy series and like nobody responded and then finally raided um but yeah it's like it's like an urban fantasy kind of like series with like magic involved but yeah the first one is called burn for me and it's called they're by an author duo that is called iona andrews and they're a husband and wife duo which is kind of cool
0: that's cute isn't Aww. that cute yeah couples who write together stay together just like yeah. you and me brie i know
1: so I, okay, I need to read man. crescent city too because i've heard they're like kind of in the same realm of like kind of genre so i'm like I'm, trying
0: not to read the synopsis because i want to hear your pretty voice okay, right yeah to i'll me. read the
1: synopsis but um and my my like newest whip that I've started working on is a paranormal kind of like urban fantasy kind oh, of baby. book. So I've been like, like going to that, <laughs> but okay. So I'll read the synopsis in my most sultry. So my sister said too, that she really likes this because the like male main character remains like super mysterious for like a lot of the book. Like you don't know his intentions and she's like, it adds so much tension. I was like, Ooh. do you mean
0: morally gray?
1: Very morally gray, perhaps. Yes. All right. So burn for me, the Hidden Legacy series. (laughs) Nevada Baylor is faced with the most challenging case of her detective career, a suicide mission to bring in a suspect in a volatile situation. Nevada isn't sure she has the chops. Her query is a prime, the highest rank of magic user, who can set anyone and anything on fire. Then she's kidnapped by Connor Mad Rogan, a darkly, Tempting billionaire with equally devastating powers, torn between wanting to run and wanting to surrender to their overwhelming attraction, Nevada must join forces with Rogan to stay alive. Rogan's after the same target, so he needs Nevada, but she's getting under his skin, making him care about someone other than himself for a change. And as Rogan has learned, love can be as perilous as death, especially in the magic world. Ooh, I just got Take chills. my money.
0: Take it. Take, Take the it. money. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Is it spicy?
1: Uh-huh. Very spicy. Uh, spicy? I've oh. heard very spicy. So, yeah.
0: You have... Yeah. Brie, can mm-hmm. you just, like, read the synopsis for my <laughs> way? Because, like... Yeah. You write one and I'll do it. <laughs> bro, I could not... <laughs> Bree's I'm gonna about- edit it so I don't sound so bad, but I stuttered <laughs> through most of the Fates Illuminated synopsis. Oh no! Because there was oh, big ones, no. and my big little Wayne can't do big ones. Yes, you can. My mm. little Wayne can wipe the big ones, but my little Wayne cannot <laughs> say the big ones. Right. Well, I'm about to when we start
1: talking about our whips, read a little bit of yours. So, oh god, Just a I'm little not- bit. Oh. I gotta find it though. I can't remember where I left it.
0: I feel – that's how I feel about the T-Rose. I don't think anyone in our group has read the T-Rose series, but that was, like, the first –
1: What's the T-Rose series?
0: It's by Jennifer Donnelly. If anyone out there who's listening to this has read the T-Rose series, it's so good. It's not – Is
2: it spicy? It's the Jack the
0: Ripper – Oh, that
2: one. It's not,
0: like – yeah, it's not spicy in – I think, like, the bookish community sense, but there is, like, there is sex in it, and it is, like, it's, it was the first Vice book that I had read where, where there was, like, explicit content in it, so to me, at the time, when I was, like, probably too young to say, um, it was spicy <laughs> like i think i was in like seventh grade the first time i read this book um oh, but dude, it's a jack i feel
1: like that's the normal age to start stealing your oh, okay. mom's, like spicy book so i
0: didn't steal this i checked this out from the library <laughs> well, still same difference <laughs> um here i'm gonna pull it up it it it's it's a jack the ripper retelling no it's not a she falls in love with jack the ripper um it's really good it's a trilogy and honestly like It's a historical fiction. It's so good. Let me pull up the synopsis real quick. The summary. Because Jennifer Donnelly, just the way she writes, makes you fall in love with these characters and sob for these characters. And I want, I need people who have read it so I can talk. Because I've reread this series so many times. Really? It's been a couple of years since I last. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would love if we did, like, a three-part series on each of these. We should.
1: Gosh, we have so many episodes planned out. We it's have crazy. so many!
0: <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> I think this is the synopsis, because the book isn't... The first book is in the back of my car, and I don't want to go grab it. Um. East London, 1888. A city apart. A place <laughs> of shadow and light where thieves, whores, and dreamers mingle, where children play in the cobbled streets by day and a killer stalks at night, where bright hopes meet the darkest truths. Here, by the whispering waters of the Thames, a bright and defiant young woman dreams to de- dares to dream of a life beyond tumble-down wharves, gas-lit alleys, and the grim and crumbling dwellings of the poor. Fiona Finnegan, a worker in a tea factory, hopes to own a shop one day, together with her lifelong love, Joe Bristow a costermonger's son. With nothing but their faith in each other to spur them on, Fiona and Joe struggle, save, and sacrifice to achieve their dreams. But Fiona's dreams are shattered when the actions of a dark and brutal man take nearly everything and everyone she holds dear. Fearing for her own death at at the dark man's hands, she is forced to flee London for New York. There, her indomitable spirit And the ghosts of her past propel her to rise from a modest West side shop front to the top of Manhattan's tea trade. So you see this woman who
2: uh,
0: comes from poverty and comes from a loving family, has everything ripped away from her, but she still manages to rise and become like a, a very rich woman in a time where like rich women were not a thing unless you were married. Right. And it holds such a special place in my heart and i still love this series to this day like i would still give this series five stars
1: well and apparently Patrick i should add it to my tbr
0: okay well so what were we talking about this episode is gonna be so like this way <sighs> yeah. that way every other way this and i'm okay with it
1: an episode that is up here and all around but listen I hope you enjoy it.
0: (laughs) Who needs structure?
1: (laughs) Who needs structure? So that's probably wraps up our TBR. I mean, there are many more on my TBR right now, but like that's what's going on. These are like
0: the main ones that are currently happening.
1: Yeah. So we can talk a little bit about some of our friends who have some either announced book releases or book names.
0: So just for a prefix, if I missed anyone, I am sincerely sorry. I posted in our Discord to try and catch everyone but a lot of like a lot of people made bookish announcements this week so i tried to make sure everyone was included
1: and if you weren't just dm us and you will be included next week because we are committed to promoting everything that you lovely people are working on because we believe in you we do
0: a hundred (laughs) percent oh
1: so first we've got uh our lovely friend car in our discord has announced the name of her book which i love i think it's so sweet um, It's called Leaves May Fall, and her Instagram handle is at Reading Tales and Hiking Trails. Um, so you can go check out. She's posted, I think, a few snippets, but definitely mm-hmm. some, like, aesthetic reels that are super cool. But it just looks, I mean, you know, like the fantasy dream book of your, you know, dreams. <laughs> yeah. For lack of a better way to put it.
0: <laughs> and then I was talking to Taylor, who, as we mentioned last week, um, has a business, an editing business. Um, and she is going to start pushing her book, (laughs) Chemical Civility, a bit more on her account. I have not read it, but I know a lot of people in our discord or, um, have. Is it finished? That's a good question. I don't know. She's like hoping to finish it by the end of the year. I think it's fairly, it's either close to finished or finished. Um, So I just wanted to like give a little push in that direction. Because from what I've heard, it's fantastic. And I'm 100% certain it is. Certain? Certain it is. <laughs> um, so I just wanted to give her that little up. Her Instagram is tay.r.rob. She is such a sweetheart. She does um, tailored text, which, again, is an editing business. She edited our lovely guest, Cassandra, um, her book, Betrayer of Blood. So check her out and watch out for her book.
1: But I'm actually reading When the Ashes Fall, which I spoke of earlier by Emmy. So hopefully I'm gonna finish that this week, which will be, I'm sure we'll talk about in the next episode then just like a little bit. I won't reveal anything about it because it's just in her beta phase, but like it's fantastic. So excited for it to come out. Um and just see her blossom in that. And her Instagram is, we've mentioned it many times, but we'll do it once more at books by emmy
0: the next one i'll we'll be talking about is the frayed edge by at lyra blake author um this is a new book it is not part of the rivera Brothers series although they are mentioned um and it's actually the start of its own series it's a dark romance if you like bdsm you're gonna like this book baby because it's mentioned like i want to say it's the third second chapter third chapter third chapter um and i have the arc for it and it comes out march 29th that's the (laughs) day it comes out oh my god march 29th um is the day it comes out so everyone should go and pre-order it because the cover is beautiful um and the other one let me pull up her Um, So this next one is called Blood and Burjera by author C.K. Fullerton. I'm not sure quite when the release date comes out. Um, I know she's publishing with uh, Wilding Press, but I'm not sure when the publish date is. If I find out, I will let Brie know and she'll put it in the bio box of this episode. Um, Oh, yeah. But. CK. If not, just
1: go follow her, and then you'll know all the information. Yeah,
0: and then you'll get all the updates. She's so nice. She's so smart and so funny, and she has gorgeous curls. So, like, yeah, gorgeous curls. follow her. She's gorgeous. Right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: There you go. All right. Got so it. And then the next one is, of course, da- the daddy herself, our father. Hellfire. Our father. <laughs> um, he then by Book be thy name. <laughs> which we'll talk about i'm sure much more and i'm sure we'll read it and then do a book review on it too but um maybe we can convince her to come talk to us we'll see how that goes but she is dropping chapter two or dropped chap-
0: chapter two she just dropped it uh, like i want to say two days ago yeah so i have not
1: read either of the chapters that she dropped because i am such like a i will read it all at once and well then i
0: won't say nothing to you just know that they're good up. know that they are fantastic Merz, oh i know they're done good. It.
1: <laughs> i've seen like snippets and people like talk about it so i know um
0: yes yeah, she but... just dropped chapter two on her account because she hit 1000 pre-orders on her ah!
1: that's so cool and then i think the book is dropping like march 21st i pre-ordered it so it'll yeah. show up in my Kindle. (laughs) So Uh, go follow at book underscore daddy underscore. Also, um, the last big one is Shattered Hearts by at Bibulophile underscore Ruby. This is a dark, toxic romance book. I am so excited for it. She also dropped some artwork by... Sarah Crisp, which, which let me go find Sarah's Instagram handle also because she is an incredible did artist.
0: I'm curious now. I've oh, been been stalking at it, Ruby the last couple of days. So how did I She's not It's really this? fun to
1: stalk. Sorry Ruby if that's creepy.
0: I I'm not apologizing.
1: Um so
0: Oh, I did see this. Yes. I did see this. Yes, I did. If, if so, you want to know why I'm wagging my finger, listeners,
1: <laughs> go and look. It's pretty sexy. Um, And she dropped this, you know, artwork by at Sarah K. Crisp, who also was so kind and sent me this, like, artwork that she drew from one of her, like, stories she did, like, over a month ago. Um, You know, she has people, like, put in different characters that she'll sketch and then finish and I put in yeah. my angel spirit from my whip and she did it and it is so beautiful um, gorgeous she's so talented but so is Ruby Shay I think is her name Shay but um, go follow her at her Instagram and kind of follow her book I think it's on pre-order right now I have not ordered it yet but I will be ordering that Yeah, Mama's got to wait for her
0: paydays before I go and do pre-orders.
1: I'm just lazy and I haven't gotten on there. (laughs) Because I have to log in and I don't want to do that. But I will do it and then I will pre-order the shit out of Shattered Hearts and you should do it. It
0: looks like it, I may be wrong, but it looks like it drops April 1st, which if that's a prank would honestly be so rude.
1: (laughs) I don't think she would do that.
0: (laughs) <laughs> no, but how how funny would that be? Uh, I know. And then the last one we have on our list, which we did talk about earlier, is um Fates Illuminated. Again, that is at Amy, A I M E E, Vance Books. So listen, if you were like, oh, I just don't have anything to read and I don't have anything to look forward to, bitch, now
1: you do. Okay? Now you do. Here are options do. to support. And some of these are indie releases, I think.
0: Too. So I like, think most of these are
1: yeah I most think of, of them are so support indie authors um, it's always good so yeah
0: and then just get ready for what sounds like a fucking whirlwind of emotions
1: yeah for based on everything
0: I've heard about all of these books yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love a whirlwind of emotions speaking of a whirlwind of emotions I think I am going to unofficially announce the name finally oh. landed on a title for my whip. My first. I'm so in love with this title name. I'm thinking, like, you know, like I had thought of the other title that you knew of that I was kind of thinking of for a while, and I was like, not that in love with it. And then this one is not that different, but I love it so much more. I just love it. But it's (laughs) so. I need a name for the series because there's going to be five books in this series that I'm writing, and the first book. I'm probably like two-thirds of the way through the first draft. So hoping to finish it by the end of the year. We'll see how that goes. Um, But I think its title is The Rise of Earth and Ether," which I am stoked for.
0: (laughs) I love this title. Okay, let me say it for you in a powerful voice, and then you might love it a little more. Okay. The Rise of Earth and and ether it oh sounds God. cool it sounds yeah. cool
1: and it totally works when you read the book it'll totally make sense so
0: i mean my acronyms are wab so like
1: <laughs> what did we say it was is gonna be like troy <laughs> troy troy
0: <laughs> when i'm reading right now i see tree
1: tree oh yeah tree hey, hey. tree tree <gasps>
0: perfect but i like troy as well
1: but yeah it's gonna be the first book in my high fantasy series um which will hopefully be published someday but we'll find out
0: (laughs) um i think it should be published and i think it definitely will be published it will uh, for
1: sure be indie published we'll see anyone
0: tells me otherwise (laughs) they will have a mad bitch to contend with
1: (laughs) we'll have some words all right (sighs) Liz, what should we get in? This is so funny because it's like 45 minutes in. I don't even know how far and we're just getting to the meat of this episode. <laughs>
0: this might be a long episode or maybe a two-parter.
1: I thought it was going to be short, but it's going to be long and I'm no nope,
0: Because your surprise is not small. Oh,
1: shit. Okay, but I'm into it. All right. Okay. So this week, we wanted to talk about WIPs, which if you don't know what whip stands for, it's Work in Progress.
0: Just like I want to assume
1: we're all a work in progress. Don't this assume you're a podcast.
0: You know what it
1: means. So, um, first of all, Liz, you've got one whip, right? That you're working on? Yeah.
0: Because I don't all know right. how people can handle multiple.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I used to think that. And then one popped in my head. And magically, now I have two. Technically, I have six, which is painful.
0: <laughs> Dude, fuck off right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> because, like, yeah, the first series that I was just talking about is five books and. I've started almost all five of them in some way, shape, or form. Have something written for them. But, I mean, it's, it's pretty erratic. Six
0: whips and no. Liz barely has the emotional fucking mental capacity Liz. for one.
1: Listen, I don't think this I is love a good you. thing. I don't <laughs> think this is a good thing. Oh,
0: I think so. <laughs> I think Chaos, baby, we're a sanctuary for it.
1: Right? Ugh. So, yeah, so, and then I have, yeah, a weird paranormal one, but Liz and I wanted to talk a little bit this week about research because her and I both have been doing some pretty hefty, I don't know about hefty, but sporadic research for our whips, and particularly the new one I'm working on on is just gonna be pull of it because it's like all stuff that i know a little bit about but not enough about to write about so i have to do some reading of books to <laughs> write this book like it's just going to be a domino effect multiple
0: books I, I know i've made this joke before on this show but uh like every time you talk about needing to do more research all i think about is The fighting scenes I I plan to have in my whip, and how like (laughs) I know what a fighting scene looks like in a
1: book. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Which I have that too. So like, I plan on making my female main character like super into MMA because it's supposed to be part of her like badass personality, and it all makes sense. She's doing it for a reason. But um I don't have a fucking clue what MMA is. I can't. I can't hear you. Thank God. But yeah, I don't have a clue. No clue what MMA, it like, is about. So, so
0: like, <laughs> I know how to write a fighting scene based on how they're written in books, if that makes sense. Right. I don't know if I actually have the attention span to watch and, like, research. So, yeah. I did Taekwondo from kindergarten to eighth grade and wrestling <laughs> from, like, eighth grade to fucking my – sophomore year of high school so if that counts for anything i know how to break someone's arm really easily yeah but like that doesn't fucking help me when my main character
2: is is in a fantasy
0: world and has like fucking (laughs) daggers yeah like (laughs) what
1: yeah well i read actually one of your like sort of fight scenes today when i read like your whip snippet oh god i read and i thought it was great like it was wonderful like it was realistic. I
0: like someone could give me a fucking nobel prize for my stories which i'm not saying that would ever happen <laughs> but i would still be like are you sure bro like you are you for really? certain <laughs> i have it's so weird because i have so much confidence and so little confidence in my writing in like both in at the same time like some certain r- lines I'll write and I'll be like that's so good but if I look at it as a collective I'm like yeah. this is utter shit no and I don't I know. like I cringe and I'm sure this is how every author feels I'm sure it you're, is I don't know unless you're like JK Rowling I don't know but <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> so uh, oh. yeah that was a sad tumble it was Um, Well, Liz, so,
1: like, what kind of research have you been doing this week? I've
0: been doing a lot of mythological research, so I really like the creatures in, like, Scottish and Gaelic and Irish folklore, Mm -hmm. but they weren't giving me that, like, oomph that I needed, and what I found is Slavic mythology has a lot of interestingness in it, and the way – I create creatures or I make creatures work in my world is I will look at, like, something from, let's say I, like, find a creature I like in Slavic mythology. I look to see if there's, like, any similar creatures in other, like, Greek or Irish or Scottish or whatever mythologies. And then how would this creature like live in my world and what Mm -hmm. adjustments can I make so that way it fits better into the story. And then I usually try and keep the name similar, but rework it so that way it's like easier to pronounce or Mm -hmm. um, just come up with an entirely different name like I did for the character, the creature you're about to mention. Mm -hmm. I believe I got this creature from Slavic mythology, but I pretty much only used like the general description of the character like it's very loosely based
1: loved this part and i read this part i mean over a month ago i've read i think i read like the first couple chapters of your whip um so to reread this and like know later things was kind of cool too because it's actually just ended up reading like your whole chapter too because (laughs) and i'm glad i did because I know you sent me, like, the part of the snippet with this creature that you did all this research for. And this just puts it into, like, context. So, like, the beginning of this chapter starts with, like, her characters like, meeting and la-da-da-da-da, dancing, flirting, woohoo, wonderful stuff. Roman's a hot-ass motherfucker. Um... <laughs>
0: I'm glad for, you write it because I'm glad you liked it because when I read it, all I see is cringe. Like all I see is like this isn't I... scary. I don't know because when I read my stuff, I'm just I just see like it never feels like it's yeah. enough. I don't know. That just sounds pathetic.
1: No, I can understand that. And it is
0: enough. So. Thank you. I fuck up. That. No, <laughs> shut the fuck up, bitch.
1: You know what? Did you see my one comment? And I don't even know, have you watched The Witcher or read The Witcher book? I
0: haven't, but I did see your comment yeah, about the uh, vibes uh, and then uh, that uh. made me laugh.
1: So if anybody's listening and knows, uh, there's a queen in Liz's whip and I won't reveal too much, but she like is giving me total Queen Calanthe vibes like on to the max, but like maybe not as cruel as Queen Calanthe, but like. Yeah. Badass. But
0: Calanthe, is Calanthe like a badass?
1: Oh, she's a total badass. Yeah. Fuck
0: yeah. That's yeah. what I wanted. She's like um, a
1: warrior queen. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. 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 So, like, don't mind me if I cringe the entire if I'm just, like, hiding my face the entire time you're reading this because <laughs> I don't know how else to react. <laughs> so, go for it. I'm going to read my, this little part. You have my consent. Our safe word is tree. Tree. Okay.
1: I'm going to read this section. It's like the same thing. Yeah. Okay.
0: Okay. I'm just gonna focus on your sultry voice, your buttery kay. tones.
1: So here's a little snippet from Liz's whip that she has given me permission to read. Yes. Um Maybe spoilers. I don't think so, but whatever. Go for it. It doesn't matter. (laughs) So it's describing this character that she's looked up that's a Slav based on the slavic, you know, monsters. And it's called a seether, which I just love that name. You did such a good job with that name. Okay. It wasn't until then she realized the silence was more than her imagination. The dancing had ceased, an eerie discomfort filling the room. A stench like that of a rotting corpse encompassed the ballroom. Talia looked around in confusion, turning her back from the balcony to check on her mother, the queen, looking equally as confused. Why had the music stopped, and why was the joyous gathering suddenly so uncomfortable? And then she heard it, a vicious scream, one of pain and surprise and fear. So, so similar to the noise her brother had made just outside her bedroom before there was a suffocating silence. Talia tried to push the male away to investigate who was doing the screaming, but Knox's grip had gone from melting her to restraining her, a near painful grip on her hips. The crowd parted, and there was Lillian, but she wasn't dancing with her sister as she had been moments ago, and Constance was no longer smiling. Instead, a piercing wail filled the, ba- filled the ballroom. where music once twinkled. Lillian was laying, her stunning purple gown soaked with elven blood, The midnight blue liquid pulled out from a gaping wound in her chest where Constance was desperately trying to keep the blood from draining out of her sister. Her hands pressed into the wound, too small to cover it completely. She let out a simpering whimper, desperately stuffing her own gown into the gaping wound as if she could save her long gone sister. So that's like the beginning when like the thing shows up. Sorry, I and then,
0: just, uh, I died for a minute
1: there. <laughs> and then I want to read this last part too. Oh, So okay. this is describing so it and it's so fucking good. Talia shoved herself free from the mail, racing towards her two fallen friends, what had taken them without even being seen. She was tearing through a fero- ferocious crowd of people who were desperately trying to flee from whatever it was. She heard Delina shouting for them to find the queen but Talia refused to leave her fellow warriors. She finally reached them, and the blood drained from her flushed face nearly as quickly as the blood had drained from them. Where their hearts should have been was simply the gaping hole. She'd been too far away to see the wound at first, even with her excellent vision, but up close she saw the claw marks. A seether. What in the realms was a seether doing outside of the dark woods? Letting out a scream of stream of curses, Talia whirled around to try and reach her mother, even as she watched more bloody... More bodies fall. Guards, simple village folks, dukes, lords, they dropped like petty flies. The seether had the ability to make itself invisible, but Talia almost preferred that overseeing one almost preferred that overseeing one in its true form. The creature had to be summoned and moved like mist after a storm, so fast, so hungry, Seethers consumed the heart of their victims and grew stronger with each pulsing organ in its belly. When visible, it was a creature of claws and fear and death, a shapeless mass of darkness that had given Talia plenty of nightmares in her childhood. She couldn't see it now, but the seether left a disgusting stench in its wake, a scent that made her stomach curl, like a body that had been left in the hot, thegan sun for weeks. Ha ha ha. So fucking good, Liz. Jesus. Are you See, crying? I'm,
0: no. <laughs> Internally, maybe. I'm glad you enjoy it, but whenever I hear it, all I can mm-hmm. think of is, burn it, burn it
1: now. Don't you dare. I will I hunt just, like, you down.
0: All I can picture, don't get me wrong, like it brings me infinite joy if you <laughs> like this enough to read it on our podcast. Um, that makes me really happy. Yeah. At the same time, I read it and I hear, or like I hear every everything that is wrong with it, and that I don't (laughs) know. It just like it doesn't sound good to me, and maybe it's just because it's my writing.
1: It sounds very good. I think your descriptions of the seether are like really easy to picture what would otherwise be a really difficult thing to describe. Like, how do you describe something that you can't see? right
0: yeah well see and it kind of i'll let you in on a little secret it, uh, okay. The there also kind of plays on when i was a kid <clears throat> um i could freak myself out really easily by thinking i would see things in my room that weren't there <laughs> like full, full on it you know when you like see a pile of laundry in your room as a kid and you're like it's a demon like that yeah. was me all the time oh i did and that maybe all the it time. was just because i was like an anxious child but um was am but <laughs> like so i was like what if that fear comes to life and so the see there um, was partially produced on like i said earlier Slavic mythology and partially produced on like what if your darkest fears came to life and it moves so quickly that not even like a fake could stop it right and it's summoned from this realm and its only goal is to devour
1: well you and really all, accomplished that
0: <laughs> yeah and all you can see is the fucking remains of its yeah. hallmarks in your in yeah. the victim's chest as it tears out its heart i don't know
1: mission accomplished on that front well thank you <laughs>
0: let's move on <laughs> shall we <laughs> and never discuss it again oh we will be (laughs) okay so where is it
1: well you're about to embarrass the shit out of me too so here we go
0: yeah so payback's a cunt isn't it
1: so we basically did this thing this week where liz and i exchanged whip snippets basically and we're like let's read each something of each other's and then talk about it and talk about our research because i feel like I don't know about you, but I have no concept of what my reading or what my writing may seem like to others.
0: (laughs) That's what I meant earlier when I asked you to vibe check that chapter. (laughs) (laughs) I see that.
1: The vibe has been checked. (laughs) The vibe has been (laughs) checked. (laughs) It's on. (laughs) (laughs) No, I really do think like you started that such a good contrast in that from the way that chapter starts to the way it ends. Like
0: I just really wanted people to be upset that the sisters. Oh, I I was upset.
1: I was upset.
0: (laughs) Um, Okay. so I am reading. I'm going to be reading from Breeze whip that is the paranormal I have no idea Par- what you're going to read oh, Okay, it's the paranormal romance um, it's a chapter where her mailman character goes and gets a tarot reading and honestly probably my favorite part of this was the <laughs> woman that does his tarot reading Is such a fucking vibe and like let me just read you what she looks oh, like God. and then we'll get into it because like I love her And Brie has this talent with descriptions, especially, like, describing places, so that way you feel like you are looking around and, like, seeing this room. So let me just give you the intro to this fucking place that they walk into. (laughs) That's why I just laid on my bed when you started reading. I just <laughs> laid back and completely <laughs> disappeared from camera and covered my face the entire time. Oh, because, my God. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't know whoa. how authors get any. Lyra, help us out. How do you cast? <laughs> how do y'all get Lyra confidence? Like, we'll have Lyra on, too. I want Lyra on this podcast. Yeah. There are so many people I want on this podcast. It's fucking ridiculous. Basically, the Golden Retriever wanna- vibes.
1: If you want to come on, just DM us, because we'll probably
0: yeah, we're say desperate. yes.
1: <laughs> no, we're not desperate, we just like friends.
0: Just to intro, the main male character oh, is walking in to get a psych reading, and he just like ditched his friends from whatever original <laughs> path he was on, and he was like, I'm gonna go get a fucking psych reading, fuck you bitches. His name's Milo. He's also Milo. A,
1: a paranormal hunter, so. Yes,
0: yes, yes. He's searching yeah. for a girl. He's actually searching for two girls. Is that okay? Mm-hmm. Is that okay to tell? It okay. is, but Yeah. Is I also have consent from Bree. <laughs> I'm in control now, bitch. Like, side-eye! Listen, I know. I know, Brie. I know. The smell of patchouli and hemp flooded his senses upon entering the demi bookstore. Floor-to-ceiling shelves lined the burgundy walls, and smoke lingered in the air, hanging just below the low ceilings. In the back of the shop, there was an antique desk adorned with an ancient register that looked as if it hadn't been used in, e- in years. An inch of dust settled on its surface. A doorway behind was blocked only by an assortment of hanging beads and was lit with a faint red glow sparkling through the opaque crystals. So, like, that's just the kind of setting Bree gives us. (laughs) And then let me read you this character intro. (laughs) She was hardly five feet tall, but looked straight through Milo as if she could truly not see him standing before her, though her eyes still held their deep brown color and she did not appear blind. On her frail and aging body hung a flowing crimson dress and her graying hair was wrapped in a matching silk shawl twisted at the nape of her neck. Her face was weathered and lined with creases. Without a word, the woman suddenly turned her pointed gaze directly to Milo this time as if she saw all of him, yet nothing of him, all at once. She darted an uneasy glance in Raven's direction before she motioned for Milo to follow her into the back room. It was lit with only red glow. The contents of what lay in the room hidden by a smoky gaze. Regardless, Milo moved to follow her and Raven was quick to come to his side, doing the same. However, as his friend stepped forward with the woman- uh, uh, However, as his friend stepped forward with him, the woman whooped around, coming to a halt before they could enter. She spat out (laughs) at Raven, holding her palm to him, and her arm outstretched, indicating for him to stop before he entered. They gave her a defiant look, then glanced at Milo with a look of disgust. Excuse me. Raven said in an offended tone only they could muster. Like, <laughs> I'm just obsessed. Uh, I love this old lady. She I does know. not give a fuck about who you are. You do not come into her tarot room <laughs> without permission.
1: I'm trying to decide if I'm going to bring her back. Like,
0: Dude, bring her back. Is she, she going to be the... I feel like ever since I read Ekatar, I feel like mm-hmm. every... Um, book whether it's paranormal or fantasy needs yeah. to have a surreal, yeah. The story that just like gives the tea. Yep, she could definitely give the tea and cause some trouble. She could be the surreal oh, yeah. and the bone carver at once. Yeah.
1: I'm definitely thinking about it, and like, yeah, there's a lot or of things I have to name? figure out on this.
0: For those of you who have read CC2,
1: oh,
0: cat prince. That's all I have to say.
1: Pat (laughs) Prince. That's all I have to say. I love having those like little side characters, you know?
0: Side characters. Honestly, if a book doesn't have good side characters, I don't want it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, totally.
0: I love side characters.
1: Same. Well, and for this particular chapter, I had to do a bunch of research on tarot reading. Because he ultimately gets a tarot card reading from her, and it's like a huge part of
0: yeah, girl, some things you things
1: that would, happen. So
0: are read the lovers? Because that was like my favorite card that he sure. pulled.
1: Yeah, okay, and okay. it's probably the most important.
0: Yeah, so the lovers <laughs> is uh, I'm trying to remember.
1: He pulls in like future for his future. F- so like, yeah,
0: okay, that's what I thought. I couldn't remember. So I'll do like
1: a. Yeah. I can describe how a tarot certain types of tarot readings. So many different kinds. But the most common one is to pull three cards, one Mm -hmm. for the past, one for the present, and one for the future. And this is the type of reading that Milo ends up getting from this mystic woman. So, yeah. And
0: the card we are currently reading about is his future card.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Okay. The Lovers. Milo knew that tarot. A map of the consciousness as it is known to mystics. He'd been required to study it when he was initiated into the Order as a child. But not once had the lovers been pulled for him during the few times he'd allowed his cards to be drawn for the sake of studying them. When it was unavoidable. Staring at the tarot for a moment, his thoughts drifted to the elusive Gemini London and his need to find her. His desire to end this hunt and put his father's condescending remarks and excessive behavior to bed. The lover's card had appeared while thinking of her. He'd always had that other girl's face in his head, where it always was, hovering hazily in his memories as if what had occurred between them had only been a dream. To pull the lover's card made sense when it came to his search for Gemini, though its appearance startled him nonetheless. It could be a good sign for his hunt, maybe one that meant he would find her soon. The lover's archetype is directly associated with Gemini. It symbolizes the journey of twins in astrology. All are faced with the principle of duality and the struggle between good and evil in nature. Pulling the Lovers card can mean one is on the precipice of making a great and important choice in their life. Since the Lovers is a Gemini card, it is often associated with a choice surrounding Gemini people, those born in the Gemini month. Ultimately, it symbolizes a future filled with important emotional choices. Something that made Milo's skin crawl. <laughs> I just love that. I love that. I have that highlighted. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I have so much highlighted in this chapter, actually.
1: <sighs> yeah, it was just... Like, learning so about know. the tarot feels, like, overwhelming. There's so much.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that. That's why... Why do you think I chose a fan of uh, romanticity? I can make all this shit up. Yeah. Who's gonna tell me I'm wrong?
1: Yeah. I see you highlighted the part she's like, it seems you have some relationships to work out. Yeah!
0: (laughs) This is what I mean! This fucking fortune teller is coming at him! I love snarky (laughs) remarks and she makes a handful of them. She does, yeah. You know what? Uh, This is gonna tie in perfectly with advice for Miss A. Honestly, miss a got a lot from me this week with the whole (laughs) boss shenanigans yeah Um, and i was feeling really anxious and really guilty and she kind of just turned me freaking out and she she was a bad bitch this week she was on vacation and i didn't yeah honestly she was on vacation i didn't think we were gonna have a session this week and i was like you know what you have fun she went down to the lower 48s. I was not expecting anything. And she was like, no, let's still have therapy because I like talking to you. And I was like, oh, if you have free time, but like no pressure, because, you know, I get <laughs> weird like that. Yeah. Um, and I feel like this is going to fit in with a lot of people, especially in the bookish community this week. If people don't like you for you, fuck them. Like, they yeah. are not worth your time, and we should not have to change ourselves. I feel like this was part of the whole reason the bookish community was created. 100%. You should not have to change yourself to please other people. I mean, yeah. obviously, this does not stand for if you are harming someone just to, like, make Absolutely. yourself happy. But I think most people know that's not the context I'm referring to in. Yeah. um, Like, you should not have to change yourself. To appease other people. And I spend so much. I mean, I still do it. I'm not going to pretend like I'm suddenly this fixed whole, per, like, perfect human being. I still change myself to appease other people. Should I do that? No. But we are learning. We are growing. We are going to be better people in the future. And that Absolutely. work starts now. Yeah. So, like... If someone tries to be toxic with you, or tries to make you feel guilty for things that are not your fault, or like things that you should not be made to get feel guilty for, it's okay to feel that guilt, but you have to let it go because it's not your problem.
1: Oh. Yeah, a hundred percent, I agree. And it's what they're such doing hard is projecting to toxicity, baby. I'm not always the most understanding person, but I feel like I try to give everybody the benefit of the doubt.
0: You are like, so understanding, Bree. Shut the fuck up. <laughs>
1: Depends. You should ask Mitch. <laughs> He'd probably tell you something differently.
0: <laughs> hey, partners are different,
1: man. Yeah, partners are harder.
0: You're making yeah. me so
1: nervous for this surprise, Liz.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, no, it actually ties in really well with, with what we've been doing. Oh, so I love it. So if you oh, care to hit the rewind button on your memory, Brie, just do that okay. for a minute while I pull this up. Okay. Okay. So when we first created this Instagram... Yeah. Um in this podcast, I yeah. asked people to send us questions. Oh and I've been holding on to these questions <laughs> since February 8th. <laughs> so almost awesome, a month. I think I totally
1: forgot about that. And I think I have some questions too somewhere.
0: <laughs> That's what I was hoping for. Um I was hoping you would forget. Oh funny. Um so I figured I could ask you some. We could both answer them. Or you could just answer them. I'm fine with either option. Yeah. And I thought this would be a light little fun thing to do. Okay. And one of them actually, two, a couple of them actually (laughs) fit in really well. Um, (laughs) The first question from, so from at pros and film, which is our friend Sarah. Sarah, Uh, Best way to support upcoming authors. Mention well, them on your podcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Mention them on your podcast. Share their content. Um, Repost your, your their stories. Posts, yeah. Read their books. Pre-order the their books. The newest way the Instagram algorithm able. is
0: going is to like and save. And I think.
1: Is it really like and save now? I
0: What's think saving is the biggest um, yeah. thing right now.
1: Huh.
0: I don't um, know. Algorithms are fucking stupid.
1: Yeah, they're so dumb. I don't understand it, so... All in fun, right? Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Okay. What's the next one?
0: Um, This one is from Reading Tales and Hiking Trails. Oh, car. Car. Um, favorite writing snack and favorite reading oh. snack. Ooh. One-handed well, foods for that.
1: Yeah. I would say writing snack is like, have you ever gotten that like caramel and cheddar popcorn mix from <gasps> Costco? Ooh. So good.
0: <laughs> I love chocolate. I love, like, sweet and savory things. Ooh, mm. you know that sweet and savory checks Mix? I fuck with that Oh,
1: I love that one, too. Mm-hmm. That one's the or, best. like, Muddy
0: Buddies. Uh, so I feel like Lyra always has Muddy Buddies on our Oh really? gen chats, like, when we do video chats. Yeah. She oh, funny. Or maybe she just talks about them a lot. I know one time <laughs> her husband gave her, like, a whole pack full of Muddy Buddies, and I was oh, so I jealous. That. I wanted them so bad.
1: Yeah. <sighs> I also like chips and guac. I eat a lot of chips and guac.
0: Oh, I love I, chips. Yeah. Really anything that I can eat one-handed. Like if I need yeah. both hands, I'm like, this is ineffective.
1: Right. Totally.
0: Um. Always have a soda or a pop, depending on where you are. My favorite yeah. is Pepsi.
1: I have – I like Pepsi too. Build that Pepsi, Pepsi or back. Coke, Bree? <laughs> I'm a Pepsi person, 100%. Oh, my God. Oh, I know we remember each other. <laughs> I know. My – Okay, so my boyfriend likes Coke and. Mitch, what the fuck? (laughs) Mitch, get your shit together. I mean, like,
0: I'll drink. I like Coke. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I'll drink it. Yeah. But if I have the choice between Coke or Pepsi, I'm going to choose Pepsi. Pepsi. All right. What other
1: questions we got going?
0: (laughs) Um, Good ones. Favorite plus least favorite book and why?
1: Least favorite book? and mm-hmm.
0: favorite book oh i totally have an answer mm-hmm. for least favorite book
1: that is a really hard
0: question actually, i actually have God. a couple options for least you go favorite first book. if you have okay answers, least first, favorite book so. i'm gonna hit you with two of them right now okay. fucking moby dick by herman <laughs> melville he has an entire <laughs> chapter dedicated to the different types of whales and if you've ever <laughs> wanted to know what it feels like to like want to fucking Gouge stab your yourself out? in the eyes yeah. yeah it's that one my other most hated book is The Lord of the Flies okay I had oh, to read this really? book from from 8th grade to senior year Bri, I had to read this book 5 fucking times there's all this symbolism in it
1: you know like
0: yeah, of the it. human
1: condition I'm having such a hard time picking my least favorite book because I if just you were, Will, stopped reading them <laughs> if i don't like them as far as favorite i can give favorite books though um and i think my favorite book is probably mists of avalon by marion something bradley or bradley something here i'll look it up i can never remember her name but i just bought the next two there's like it's actually a series and I just bought the next two books that I have never read because I, for some reason, didn't realize it was a series. But they're old. Marion Zimmer Bradley, *Miss of Avalon. That
0: looks – I like the cover.
1: Um, They're Arturian, like, legend retellings, more or less. So, like, it's a lot of, like, Arturian kind of fairy, fay. So, like, you know, the lady of the – have you ever – have you read much, like, about Arthur and, like, that kind of thing? Like, the Lady of the Lake and things like that? Yeah. So, I think it, this follows, like, the women oh. from, like, the Arturian legend. I would say, <clears throat> yeah, it's, like, one of my favorites. Um, I can read sure the summary now. here. In Marion Zimmer Bradley's masterpiece, we see the tumult and adventures of Camelot's court through the eyes of the women who bolstered the king's rise and schemed for his fall. From their childhoods through the ultimate fulfillment of their destinies, we follow these women and the diverse cast of characters that surround them as the great Arthurian epic unfolds stunningly before us. As Morgane and Guinevere struggle for control over the fate of Arthur's kingdom, as the Knights of the Round Table take on their infamous quest, as Merlin and Vivian wane... Or wields their magics for the future of old britain the isle of avalon slips further into the impenetrable mists of memory until the fissure between old and new worlds and old and new religions claims its most famous victim
0: I actually like super good
1: yeah we should probably review these too
0: <laughs> but so they're not I don't...
1: like smut you know i think there's definitely no, sex I mean... in them like, i still love ya stuff, but, like
0: i don't think yeah. it's not a requirement yeah. requirement for me to read a book
1: yeah it's these just are like high i really fantasy. enjoy what it is yeah these are like adult high fantasy but not like adult books if that makes sense mm-hmm. like yeah but. i
0: don't necessarily know if i have a favorite book because i read I like know. this uh, like It changes all the time. I definitely mm-hmm. have books that I look back with a lot of love for, yeah. like The T. Rose by Jennifer Donnelly. And I was yeah. just like, this just triggered a memory for me. But, um, so I'm a huge historical fan, especially of like, um, like the <clears throat> Tudor line. So, as, oh, so yeah. as a kid, I was obsessed with like, um, there was this series of books where I don't know how accurate they were. I'm just going to say that right now.
1: Yeah, but who knows?
0: They were like the Royal Diaries of Elizabeth I. If you look up Queen Elizabeth diaries, like you'll find them. Um I don't know if these were just like what they think might have been going through Elizabeth the 1st mind, but it really so like the descri- Okay, so the description of these books is England 1544 in her diary entries Princess Elizabeth, the 11 year old daughter of King Henry the Fifth? Is he the Fifth or the Sixth? I don't remember. Five, six, seven, eight, eight. seven, eight? Eight? Celebrates holidays, birthdays, and relives her mother's execution, revels in her studies, and agonizes over her father's death. This description may be from another. So, like, I don't know how historically accurate these books were, but I love historical fictions. I love fantasies. I love dystopian yeah. and utopian novels. Thing. So, really, any form of escapism that isn't just talking about modern day. Um,
1: <laughs> I'm with you on that. Like, all I don't have like a particular favorite genre. I mean, like, if I had to pick, I probably would pick fantasy because yeah, that's pretty broad. Urban, you know, you can go paranormal. You can go like so many different ways with that.
0: Probably fantasy and fun. If I if I were have to get. If I were going to have to get specific it would be like romanticy. Because yeah. I love a good I love good romance stories. Yeah,
1: totally. Right, Liz. All right, bro, I love you. That was so fun. I love you too. I needed a good book combo.
0: Yeah, I just sometimes you just need to sit down and chit chat and prick frack and shick shack. Yeah.
1: And I totally get it. I hated hearing you read anything that I wrote. It sounded like yeah. trash. So
0: <laughs> but we did it together and that's what matters. We'll we did. be trash together.
1: Trash together. Trash pandas.
0: (laughs) Trash twins. Woohoo. That's our matching tattoo. Trash twins.
1: Oh, we should. Oh my god. (laughs) No.
0: (laughs) I love it. Okay. Bye, Brie.
1: Bye, Liz.